Hey friend, welcome to the Dr. Sev Talks Money Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sev. On this podcast, I share simple, practical tips, realistic strategies, and workable solutions that lead to financial freedom. Occasionally, I'll have guests stopping by who share their financial freedom breakthrough stories. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the helpful tips and inspiring stories. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15, where I'm answering eight personal finance questions submitted by you, the viewer. These questions range from budgeting to debt consolidation and more. Please stick around to the end when I share some resources that will certainly be of value. Today, I am answering your personal finance questions. I have seven on my list. And as time permits, I will respond if there are any in the comment section. Hello and welcome. Here at the Dr. Sev Talks Money YouTube podcast, I share simple practical tips, realistic strategies, and workable solutions that lead to financial freedom for women and women entrepreneur. So before I dive in, let me just check the comments. And um, hi, Beverly, thank you for stopping by. Okay, so the first question I have on my list of seven is how to save money. Now, I'm not sure if they were asking about what method I use to save money or if they were asking about um, some things to do to save money. So I'm gonna answer both. So in terms of the method that I use to save money, I save in high yield savings account. I have two high high yield online savings accounts and I'm going to explain what that is in a little bit that I set aside money each paycheck. I money goes into those two accounts. And then I also have another regular account that has several savings accounts under that. So the first the first two high yield savings accounts those are more emergencies. So it's for any unexpected expenses. That's what those are for. For the other one where I have a checking account attached to it, that is more for expenses that I'm saving that I'm aware of. For example, my my life insurance is every six months. So I know I put money in that for my life insurance. For my auto insurance, I pay every six months. So that is how I save money in terms of the method that I use. Only thing I want to say is saving is a habit. And once you start, it's easy to continue. So you want to do that. You want to create a habit. Get that money out of your your check. Let your employer send that money to your savings account. And I promise you won't miss it. You'll get accustomed to having a set take-home pay and you will do whatever you need to make that work. So how create the habit of savings. Now, in terms of the other part of the question, there are some things that I do to save money. And one of them I do is meal prepping. I'm looking forward to the cooler weather because what, I usually do is I create a big 
pot of soup and I freeze in different containers and I eat that for several weeks. And my favorite soup to make is lentil with lots of veggies. Very inexpensive, but it's very filling and it goes a long way. Typically I'll put some smoked turkey in it or I'll put some pork neck bones in it. And that really goes a very long way. That's one way that I save money on a regular basis. The other way is I look at my grocery store and I see when markdown is, what day, because grocery stores typically have a certain time or a certain, you know, a certain day when they'll do markdowns. So you want to look for that. They have certain days when they have things go on sale. Look for that. And you want to take advantage of that and save money. When you do your meal prep, one of the things you want to do is make a grocery list based on that. I don't know if you've been in the grocery store where you just picked up things. I'm guilty and I don't use it. So if you're looking, the person that asked the question, how to save money, if you're looking for a way to save money, go ahead and prepare a list of what meals you're planning to eat for that week and create your shopping list based on that. Another thing you want to do if you're looking to save money is buy in season. For example, blueberries are in season a certain time. Strawberries are in season a certain time. So buy those. And if you make shakes or whatever you do with your strawberries, you can even uh, use them in your, in your salads afterward. So buy those things, prepare them well, freeze them, and then you can use them out of season. So that's one way you can save money. Buy in bulk. You know, I have shared this before on this channel where you can get together with a friend, get together with a family member and buy things in bulk and split the cost and it's going to save you money. And then the last tip I want to share in this category is never shop hungry. Okay. <laughs> never shop hungry. So for the, for the person that asked the question, how to save money, I gave you two different ways. I gave you the vehicle you can use and then some things that you can do to save money. Of course, that's not all encompassing, but I just wanted to share some things. All right. So I'm going to check into the comments a little bit, see if there are any questions on that. And I see Grandma Goody's here. Hi, Grandma Goody. Uh, thank you for dropping by. And uh, Beverly, I think I said hi to you before. <laughs> hi, Beverly. And um, Asian American Legal Focus. Uh, Judy, hi. Thank you for stopping by. All right. The second question that I had on my list was, what is the difference between a sinking fund and an emergency fund. Now, you can call them whatever name you want, um, but technically a sinking fund is something you're saving an ex for an expected expense. So like when I sh shared with you that I have those, the one account that has my checking attached to it, that is pretty, you could call that a sinking fund because I'm saving for expenses that I'm expecting. I I know my car insurance is due. I know my life insurance is due. I know my, um, you know, I know I'm, I'm writing a book that I'm going to be publishing. So I need your expenses associated with that. So I'm saving. Those are expenses that we would classify as sinking fund. Then there is also the, the emergency fund is for unexpected expenses. You know something will possibly happen, but you don't know what they are. So you're saving in the event something happens. Because an emergency, think about it. An emergency is something that you didn't expect, right? That's what makes it an emergency because now you have to act. So that's why you have the emergency fund. So the difference between them, the sinking fund is more for 
expected expenses, the, the emergency fund is for unexpected expenses. That's the major difference between them. Okay. So uh, one way, I guess, to prepare for emergency fund is look around your house and see some things that could possibly create an emergency. Uh, if you have an AC, for example, an air conditioner that is maybe 15 years old or, you know, some number of years, then you might think, well, at some point I'm going to have to replace this. At some point I'm going to have to repair it. So you want to set some money aside. Make sure you have some money for that. All right. So question number three is how do you stay motivated when paying off debt? Now I can share with you what I do. And one of the first things I do is I create smaller milestones within the larger milestone. So I create, I say, okay, I want to pay off, you know, I don't have credit cards now, but when I did, I said, I want to pay off this credit card by December. And so I set up ways to do that. So I create small milestones within the bigger milestone, which is to be debt free. One of the things I do with that is I, um, I, I make sure they're achievable goals. Now you want to create smart goals, right? Um, you want to make sure the goals are achievable. And that's one of the things that I do. I give myself due dates for each of them so that I have a target to hit. Um, and I celebrate my small milestones. It's ironic because I celebrate the small milestones, but I don't celebrate the big milestones for some reason. And that's something that I have to try to create a habit to do is to celebrate the small milestone. The third, th the fourth thing I want to share with you in terms of how to stay motivated when paying off debt is to keep your why front and center. For me, my why is to be able to help people. It hurts my heart when I saw the story of what's going on with the Haitian refugees. It hurt my heart. And I wanted to be able to say, drive, load my car with things, drive to the border and help feed those people, help provide some kind of relief to them. But because I'm not totally financially free, I'm not able to do that. So I contributed online. So at least I was able to do that, right? So for me, being motivated to pay off debt is to be able to help other people. And that motivates me to want to be totally debt-free so I have the freedom to be able to go to Jamaica and pack my, my, my suitcases with everything I can and come back with just the clothes on my back. I want to be able to go to Jamaica and give to the people who are suffering, who don't have a job, who don't have a, a way of giving. So that's my motivation to, to, be, to, pay, to be a debt-free. All right, so let me see if there's another question. Oh yeah, and another point I wanted to make is to make a vision board of what, what would you do if you were totally debt-free? Make a vision board of that and keep it on your fridge, keep it somewhere that if I were totally debt-free, these are some of the things that I want to do. And how badly do you want to do that? And that should help to motivate you to stay debt-free. All right, so before I go to question number four, I will check the chat to see if there are any questions. and. Uh, Sid is saying, hello, Dr. Seb. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Sid. Okay, question number four. It asks, what do you mean by high-yield savings account? How do they work? And 
you don't have to get intimidated by that terminology. It just simply means that you get a higher return. So typically right now, savings accounts are paying 0.3%, 0.2%, or maybe even lower than that. And high yield, what we call high yield savings account or higher return, they're giving you higher return on your money, are paying 0.4, 0.5, somewhere around there. Okay. So that's basically what that means. It just means that you're getting a higher return on your money. Okay. Question number five that the per somebody asked was, do you think credit cards are bad? And I say, no. Credit cards are not bad. Credit cards are a tool. They are tools that you can use. If I don't know how to use a saw, then I learn how to use a saw or I don't use a saw. And it's the same thing with credit cards. They are simply a tool. So we learn how to use them. If you know that you have problems managing credit card debt, then I say don't use it. But if you can leverage credit cards to be able to take advantage of the miles that you get, the cashback, or any other offerings that credit card companies are giving, then I say go ahead and take advantage of that. But the bottom line is credit cards are a tool. They are tools. And if you know how to use them, use them. If you don't know how to use them, leave them alone. Okay? They are not bad in and of themselves. And I have a playlist of videos on credit cards. You can take a look at that in my library. All right, question number six asked, should we save or pay off debt? And I say, do both with a caveat. <laughs> okay, so in order to save, um, in order to take advantage of the compound effect of money, you do wanna save. You, you do want to go ahead and save as much as you can. If you're in your 40s, especially in your 50s, debt is not your focus, okay? You need to be focusing on making sure you have money for retirement. But if you're in a position where you can do both, I say go ahead and do both. You want to take advantage of the compounding effect um, of interest rates, and you want to go ahead and set something aside because you cannot borrow for retirement. You can borrow for your kids' loans. You can borrow uh, for your student loans. You can borrow for all kinds of things. You cannot borrow for retirement. So you want to go ahead and set some, uh, set, save something while you are paying off debt. Now, I would say pause your debt payment in the event maybe you have a smaller loan that has really, really high interest rate. Pause your, your investments. Pause your saving towards your retirement. Pause for that and knock that debt out. But Overall, you want to be saving at the, at the same time you are paying off your debt because you are losing, again, the compound effect of, of money by not saving. And if you think about it, if you have a high interest debt and you are thinking, okay, I'm, um, you know, high interest debt, like a credit card, right? Uh, it's not going to hurt to just pause the day, pause your your payment. I mean your investments to just knock that out because you're really you're not only paying off the debt, but you're also getting think about about it as found money, right? So let's say your monthly payment for your credit cards is four hundred dollars, and you're paying that every month, and you can wrap that up. You can you can ramp that up and pay maybe six hundred or you know a little bit more and knock that out. 
that's money that you now have you can allocate to investments. That's money that you can add to more savings. That's money you can do other things with. So if you can knock out those smaller, high uh, interest, high interest debt, then go ahead and do that. But overall, you want to save at the same time that you are you are investing because you can't borrow for retirement. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me let me check the question. Let me check the chat to see. Hey, Leticia, thank you so much for dropping by. I appreciate you coming by to support. And I see there's a question here and I will wrap up the last two questions. I mean, the last question, and then I will come to the question in the chat. All right. So one of the things I want to want to um, also say is saving even small amounts over time can add up to large savings. I'm a witness of that. Okay. I shared before, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago that I was putting aside a hundred dollars each paycheck into my, my um, Navy federal credit union account. And when I went and checked, it was nearly a thousand, it's over a thousand now. So, and I didn't, I started in the middle of the year or maybe like three months into the year. So setting aside a small amount of money and setting it and forgetting it, I promise you that that's a great way to save money and it creates the habit of saving and you're getting interest on top of interest. That's the one of the beauty of compounding interest is that you are, for debt, compounding interest works the same way for debt as it does for savings. Unfortunately, it works on opposite ends. So compound interest on debt, you know, if you have debt, $100 and you have interest that's added to that, now you're, you are, you know, let's say interest is $50, right? So now your debt is $150 and you're paying interest on, your, your, the interest is calculated on 150. And so next time the debt is like $200, you're paying interest on 200. Now remember all that other interest, that, that first $50, that next, what, what did I say? 200? <laughs> the next $70, whatever it is, right? All of that, you're paying interest on top of interest. And that's not benefiting you. Savings work the same way where you put in $100 and you get interest of, say, $20. Now, when they calculate your interest next time, you're getting interest on $120. So that's that's the beauty of compounding interest, except it works against you for debt, which is why you want to try to knock them out as much as possible. But you don't want to not invest and you don't want to set money aside for retirement. All right, so the last question I had on the on this before I go to questions in the chat is, I don't like budgets. Why do I need to do one? <laughs> okay, I think about this like my daughter is in college. And last semester, or the, yeah, last semester, she had some instructors that were slackers. That's what I call them, slackers. Because she would ask for her grades. She wanted to know how she was doing. And these are classes where you're, you're writing exercises. So you need to know how you're doing and, you know, you know, do I need to do the extra credit? Do I, I, she needs to know how she's doing, right? And at the end of the semester is when she got uh, her grades on all the different assignments. Now, it's the same way with budgets. And a budget doesn't have to be elaborate. A budget is what you make it. A budget is you, you, if you want to scratch it on paper, go ahead and do that. There is no set way to do a budget because personal finance is just that it's personal. So whatever way works for you, 
the bottom line is you have to make sure that you are tracking your expenses. You have to make sure that you are tracking what's go going out and what's coming in. Because like my daughter, she got a an unpleasant surprise at the end of the semester. If we don't have some way to corral our expenses and manage what's coming in, we're going to end up with a nasty surprise because we won't know how our financial picture is. So really, that's what a budget does. It just provides a guide. It provides a roadmap. It provides a boundary to help you manage what's coming in and what's going out. All right. So those are the questions that were sent in. And I'm going to ch check the chat to see um, what questions are here. And Beverly's asking here, would it be better to consolidate your bills or pay them individually? It depends. And that's the, the main question in personal finance is it depends. <laughs> okay. So if you have, let's say, for example, and this is a general because I don't know, you know, all the interest, I don't know your interest rate. I don't know the amounts. I don't know any of this. So I'm, this is a general, this is just general um, advice, right? or general information, it would serve you to consolidate your bills if the interest rates are just about the same and, and consolidating them all will give you a lower interest rate. So let's say you have debt, you know, 10%, a credit card is 10%, uh, another credit card is maybe 15%, and you can get a personal loan for maybe 8%, then I would say, yes, it would make sense to do that, to get that personal loan and pay that lower interest rate, right? Um, paying them individually, again, if they are very close in amounts and interest rates, then I would, it wouldn't, and, and, and if you would not get a better um, interest rate by consolidating, then it doesn't even make sense to consolidate, especially if you are going to have to pay some kind of fees to consolidate. So, it only makes sense in general, because again, it depends. I don't know what interest rates are. I don't know what the amounts are. You'd have to look at those to determine if it makes sense to consolidate the bills or pay them individually. But in general, um, I say, you know, again, if the, if the interest rates are very close and the amounts are very close and you would end up with a lower interest rate, and you're not losing anything, you don't, you don't have to pay any fees or any of that, then it makes sense to consolidate, then you're paying the loan to one, you know, whatever the, the, the debt is to one uh, person. Now, for student loans, it's a different story uh, in terms of consolidation. I am not a believer in consolidation for student loans um, for various reasons, which I won't go into. I have some videos on it. Uh, one of the things is you lose the benefit, especially if you're going from pop, um, from a, a Fed loan to a private loan, you lose all the benefits of that. Um, another thing is because um, they're private loans, you can't pause them. <laughs> you can't go on, you can't ask them for any breaks. They're, they want their money, okay? So those are two of the things right now, just quickly, why I am not a believer in consolidating student loans. And then if you are also, one thing, one other thing I'll share, if you are looking at the public service loan forgiveness program, if you consolidate your loan, if you're doing really well and you're making your payments and, and you are meeting all the criteria and all the qualifications and you consolidate your loan, loan you lose all of that that you did before. You're starting over from zero. So that's another reason to be careful about loan consolidation. But in terms of general bill, just, you know, what I said before. All right.
let's see another question here. Um, he said, what book are you uh, writing and how is it going? Um, it's actually done. <laughs> it, the, the writing is done right now. Basically, I'm just um, re... I took off uh, several days this week. And basically, all I'm doing is doing some edits and rewrites and moving things around. So thanks for asking, Grandma Goody. So if nobody else has any questions, then um, I am going to wrap it up and I'll just do a quick summary of the things that I shared. Hey, Anita, thank you so much for dropping by. I appreciate the support. Okay, so again, the, the seven questions that I had, the first one was how to save money and I shared some vehicles that I used to save money. And then I also shared some things you can do to save money, some practical things you can do to save money. The second question was, what is the difference between a sinking fund and an emergency fund? And again, the sinking fund fund is for expected uh, expenses and the emergency fund is for unexpected expenses. How do you stay motivated when paying off debt? I shared several things that I do, creating small milestones, celebrating your milestone, having your wife front and, front and center, um, making a vision board of what your life would look like if you were totally financially free. The number que question number four was, what do you mean by high yield savings accounts? How do they work? And I basically shared that they are just accounts where you get higher returns. It just, it's nothing fancy about them. <laughs> it's just that you get higher returns and, and the yield, higher yield, higher return. Um, so that's one of the reasons that you might want to think about doing that. Uh, one thing I didn't share is that sometimes the high yield accounts may require a minimum balance to open them. Um, for the ones that I'm using did not require a minimum balance to open them. So you might want to look at that. There's some usually some caveats with some of these high yield uh, interest, I mean, high yield savings accounts. So go for that. I mean, if you have money in your savings account right now, that's only paying you like 0.1 or 0.2 or something like that. Think of a, a high yield savings account and take advantage of the, the higher interest rates while they last you know, higher 0.5, if you can call 0.5 high. <laughs> um, the, the other question they asked was, do you think credit cards are bad? And I said, no, they are tools to be used. If you don't know how to use the tool, you learn how to use the tool or you leave the tool alone, okay? And so credit cards is, you just have to learn how to use the tool um, effectively. Uh, the, the question number six was, should we save or pay off debt? And basically I say, do both. And I gave some reasons as to why you should do both. And number seven was, I don't like budgets. Why do I need to do one? And I said, budgets are a, they create a barrier. They create a roadmap to help you understand uh, how your money is going. How you, how's your money doing? It, it helps give you control over your money. And there was one question in the chat um, where Beverly asked, should you uh, consolidate your debt or pay them individually? And um, I said, it depends. It really depends. It depends on interest rate, depends on the amounts and all of that before you can, you know, if you should really consolidate or pay the debt separately. All right. So I want to share uh, so a couple of things here. And don't forget to get your credit reports at annualcreditreport.com. You get weekly credit reports right now because of COVID. Typically, you get it once per year, but you can run your credit reports weekly 
through annualcreditreport.com. So go ahead and take advantage of that and do a deep dive of your credit report. If you look at my live stream from last week, you know why I'm, I'm emphasizing this because I didn't and I had a not, a not so nice surprise. Luckily, they fixed it, but <laughs> you want to go ahead and do that. Okay, so the next thing I want to share is um, please check out my new website. It is fire. Okay, check out my new website, please. It is so awesome. And the lady that did it, I'm going to share her Facebook page right here. She is um, Dara Simons, and it's Dara Simons Creative. Please check out my website. And if you are interested, please go check out her uh, Facebook page and tell her I sent you. Okay. And the last thing I want to share is I now have a buy me a coffee page. It's really buy me a hot chocolate. <laughs> and if you are interested in this content, if it benefits you in any way and you want to support the channel, you can go to buymeacoffee.com, Dr. Sev Talks Money, and you can buy me a cup of hot chocolate over there. Okay. Thanks for submitting your questions. I hope you received some value from the responses that I shared. If you are interested in working with me to strengthen your finances, please book a free 15-minute consultation through the SevTalksMoney.com website. All links mentioned in this episode will be posted in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Sev Talks Money podcast. Find us on sevtalksmoney.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. See you next time.